G'day listeners, you're probably thinking, that's not David or Tim's voice, and you'd be right. My name is Lucas Day, and after drinking and chatting to the lads for the episode titled, Creating is a Matter of Passion, Not Time, the time has come for me to release my new single, End of the Day. Head to your favourite music streaming service and search Lucas Day, or go to lucasdaymusic.com for more info. Enjoy the episode. Hello, listeners. Today, we're going to talk about something that could seem rude. Is the person you are talking to a Muppet or a monkey? That does sound rude, doesn't it? But I promise, after the intro, I'm going to explain why it's not rude. It's actually a helpful thing to work out. I'm joined today by David Olney. How are you, David? Very well, and talking to a person, not a Muppet or a monkey. I was going to question that. Perhaps a self-identified monkey, but... No. <laughs> I see. Well, uh, I'm sure that this is just one of those cases where the the terminology for Muppet and monkey is just so universal that it it is the words that we we understand and therefore use. But perhaps along the line, someone who listens to this, who's really into language, can come up with better better, <laughs> better words derived from Latin or something. My guess is better words already exist, but I can't be stuffed finding them. <laughs> because when I started thinking about trying to work out, why is this person being a... And I thought, why am I using a rude word? Mm. Why don't I come up with a descriptive word? Mm-hmm. And I started finding that I started coming up with two consistent descriptive words. Mm-hmm. Why is this person being a Muppet or why is this person being a monkey? Mm-hmm. And then I worked out, ah, they're different things. Right, okay. So, listeners, what I'm hypothesizing, and part of this was to explain the world we're in and to just understand dealing with individual difficult people, mm-hmm. was some people are difficult in one way and some people are difficult in another way. And my argument is that people who I'm going to call monkeys are difficult in the way that they over emote. Mm -hmm. And whatever you're interacting with at the moment you're dealing with them, when they're being difficult and you can't get through to them with reason or calmness is because they're busy emoting and emoting is their dominant state. And they're emoting to such a degree they're unresponsive toward anything that doesn't directly affect their emotional state. So you either have to go hyper-aggressive emotion on them and make them run away like a monkey that realises it's been out-monkeyed by an alpha, (laughs) or you have to be very soothing with them and try and bring their emotional state down. Mm. But the last thing you try and use is reason, Mm -hmm. because reason will be completely lost because the emotional state is too dominant. Muppets, on the other hand, are people where when you try and reason with them, you realise they're regurgitating the same thing constantly, that they have either totally internalised an ideology or totally accepted someone else's position and leadership and are responding in accordance to a pre-existing and external system for defining and explaining the world and making decisions. And once again, you can't reason with them because they're going to just keep applying the system, ideology, or what their supposed leader says. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with someone difficult, it's really important to go, what are you dealing with? A monkey whose emotions are out of control or a Muppet who refuses to think for themselves? But both cases, and this is the critical thing I'm making here, Muppet-dom and (laughs) monkey-dom are not lifelong states. 
Mm-hmm. It's not a default position that people have to be in. Mm-hmm. They've either got lazy and found that over-emoting is easy or absorbing someone else's ideology or leadership is easy or they're just tired and it's easy at the time or they don't know better. But keep in mind, the reason I came up with these categories is because there's a whole pile of people in the middle who I just call reasonable humans. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that realise that on a given day, they might over-emote, but they try and control it. Mm-hmm. On a difficult day, they might find it easier just to repeat something that someone else told them, taught them, an ideology they've read about before. Like, why would I think for myself when I can just regurgitate someone else's yesterday? Mm -hmm. But the nice thing with humans in the middle is humans in the middle recognise the potential to over-emote or to abrogate responsibility for decision-making and try and come back from those brinks before it goes too far. So I know myself, when I start getting angry, I've started saying to self, self, don't be a monkey. And it's a really good way I've found to come back from the brink. I rarely have the problem of having to say self, don't be a Muppet. Because there's something so deeply wired in me that refuses to follow any ideology constructed by anyone else completely or let anyone else lead me to the point where I abrogate responsibility for my own actions. Mm-hmm. So if anything, my problem is I'm too unwilling to follow an ideology or a leader. Mm-hmm. So when you said at the beginning of this, oh, you know, that you might be a monkey, mm-hmm. well, you emote to a very healthy degree in all sorts of good ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we've talked about before having been depressed, you know, that didn't take over. You found your way back. Yeah. That's the point of being the human in the middle that uses reason to take the edge off of over-emotion. Mm-hmm. or over-emoting, uses reason to take the edge off of using someone else's ideology or accepting someone else's leadership. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you used to be afraid sometimes, well, what if you become a mini-me of David? So in real terms, you've experienced what happens through depression of emotion, in a sense, mm. taking you to a dark place. Sure. You've been concerned with following someone else's lead and not being yourself, which means you'll always be a human in the middle because you're constantly aware of both ends mm. that can go wrong. Right. So I guess you're describing a kind of mindfulness of that. Mm. Yeah. Like it, this is really a mindfulness exercise where you can create great imagery. Like we got to get Josh to draw like a little <laughs> crazy Muppet and a crazy monkey sitting on someone's shoulders. I, I, he will be so excited about that. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be an awesome t-shirt. Like, you know, crazy Muppet and crazy monkey. Are you a Muppet or a monkey? And, mm-hmm. and of course, the big thing is with ourselves or with others mm-hmm. is how do you bring people back down to a point where you can deal with them or at least mitigate the state they're in causing you harm. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you can't reason with someone who's over-emoting. Mm-hmm. You have to try and soothe them or shock them. It's not always a good thing to play the alpha game and instill fear in people. <laughs> but I'd have to say with a few people who've been over-emoting, it was the fastest way to get shit done. So I've done that one before. Yep. Soothing works okay. But reason will not work well on them. Mm. Not until they're soothed. And with someone who's got that ideology on board or has got uh, a leader, they just accept what that leader does. You can't reason with them until you can find something that their ideology or leader can't answer Mm. and give them an idea that they need agency. So if you're arguing politics with someone and you know it's getting nowhere because they're just regurgitating, change topic 
to something they actually care about and reestablish their agency in a different way. Oh, that's interesting. So if it's a friend who you can never agree on with politics and the politics discussion is getting really grim, just go, we're clearly not going to resolve this. What are we doing about lunch? Mm. Try and shift them. This is a fascinating social science because clearly these muppetry and muppetry and uh, monkeying around uh, are just natural human states. These are recurring patterns that you could follow through history, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they've always existed, but at the moment, because we have so many stresses in our lives, mm. you know, politics is not delivering good outcomes, climate is getting scary, lots of things really freak us out and i think we're kind of hitting a point now audience i have a guitar again and i'm having lots of fun <laughs> and yesterday i ordered an overdrive pedal so i have a a tube screamer on the way and all guitarists know that tube screamers are vomit green in color <laughs> which is exactly what a tube screamer should look like absolutely absurd colors yes mm. this is a good thing glad i can't see it glad everyone else can <laughs> but the point with overdrive on guitar is overdrive takes the guitar's signal and intensifies it to the point where it, when it hits the amp, it breaks up the processing and you, you, know, you, you get the wonderful fuzz you get and creaminess with an overdrive pedal. Mm -hmm. I would argue that we probably had little bits of Muppetdom and monkeydom mm -hmm. throughout human history, but the more pressure we're under, it's overdriving a yeah. little bit of Muppet behaviour into characterising someone more often than not. It's overdriving, whether it be Muppet or monkey behaviour, mm. so that they become the person's norm. Mm. So if we want to look at this on a broader scale, populism. Mm -hmm. People either follow because it emotionally feels good to be right or to be rage-laden, mm -hmm. or they follow because it's easier to not think for themselves mm -hmm. and have a leader and a simplified ideology. Right. And that's... And that... That evolves, right? Like, yes. um, uh, you know, you might have the Enlightenment, which is a, a radical shift, but even then you can follow the ideals of the Enlightenment to a fatal end, right? Well, you can take Kant and ethics. What happens when the axe murderer comes to the door and asks, is Tim home? Yeah. Well, you're, you're meant to stick with your ethics and say, yes, I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a major problem when deontological ethics cannot deal with the potential of an axe-wielding maniac. <laughs> yes. So what this means is some social movement, some waves. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, Trumpianism. Mm -hmm. Trumpism? Trumpianism? Whatever the word is. I'm going to stick with Trumpian because I like Trumpian. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Trumpian politics, to my mind, you can be a good Trumpian either by being a Muppet or a monkey. You can either have the rage and scream along with, drain the swamp, or you can abrogate responsibility and go, yeah, he's a billionaire. He's a clever guy. He cheats the system. Yeah. Yeah, you get to run, run the government like a business. Yep. But either way, you can oversimplify or over-emote into you know, your life being simpler and more linear. Mm. It'll fail catastrophically. That, those two critiques really do kind of sum up all <laughs> kind of all camps of um, what would you say like less than desirable politics. <laughs> they do, and of course, the problem that emerges, and I hadn't really thought of it until the weekend. And Gene, this podcast is for you. 
Now, Jean is a friend of my wife, Karen, and Jean thought that if I explained this idea properly, it would actually be helpful to people rather than just mean. <laughs> Whereas I thought if I talked about people being Muppets and monkeys, it would just seem mean. But I've managed to make it more constructive, I hope. <laughs> but from talking to Jean, what I realised too is we have a problem, and that is in populism, mm. people can both be part Muppet and part monkey in that their ideology is small and they're over-emoting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what we call this, whether we call it Muppkeys <laughs> or Munpets. <laughs> I, I think I'm leaning towards Munpets. Or, or just uh, animals, right? The most monkey-like Muppet? Because they're strings <laughs> and they're over-emoting. Mm. And it would seem to me, you know, if someone is over-emoting, if they're being a monkey... You can try and soothe them or scare them. Mm-hmm. If they're being a muppet, you can try and work out where the strings go, and find a way to not directly engage with the ideology or the leadership model that they're using to oversimplify their life, and try and give them some agency back. Mm-hmm. But if their strings are being pulled and they're over emoting, what the hell do you do to interact with them? Yeah, which that's... is the problem with populists. Right? How the hell can you interact with that? I'm not sure I've got any ideas other than scare the shit out of them and cut the strings. Well, that's interesting, right? It sort of draws on Brit uh, Andriata's research, do you yes. think? Yeah, because yeah. it's all about how change and, let's say, actively destabilizing your core beliefs mm. um, is really, like, actually just um, uh, threatening on a... Um, mm. Uh, evolutionary basis, yeah. So let's look at the other end from populism. Let's go to highly progressive people. So let's look at kind of the people that are now combining communism and environmentalism. (laughs) Now, they tend to be over-emoting often about the environmental Mm -hmm. and overly dogmatic and ideological about the political and the economic. Yep. So there are munpets on both sides. Yeah. And there is impossible to interact with as each other. And my ideal world would be to find equal numbers of both and just put them on some small shitty island so the rest of us can ignore them. Yeah, I think that really is a common critique of modernity is that we're pushing more people into those fringes of munpets. Yeah. Munpet on either side. (laughs) Because we can deal with a muppet or a Mm. monkey, sort of. Mm. But when we get this extreme combination of the narrow ideology and over-emoting, wedded, welded Mm -hmm. together... This is when we get the hardest thing to interact with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know historically what we did to deal with this. I think if we look, you know, say, look at the communist revolution in Russia or the French revolution, in both cases it spiralled out of control into something that was both highly emotional and ideologically dogmatic Mm. and with cults of the leader. So, you know, full-blown munpet land. So what I'm talking about is nothing new. I just want people to have some imagery they can use to manage their own you know, self-awareness, their own mindfulness. And to go, if I'm dealing with a single individual, am I dealing with a monkey and can I calm them down or scare them? Mm-hmm. Am I dealing with a Muppet? Can I cut the strings or change direction them and get them somewhere where they get some agency back? Or if I'm dealing with a Muppet, what the hell do I do? Because mm. the only answer I can come up with Muppet so far is to exile them to a small island. <laughs> so we need some problem solvers out there. <laughs> well, I am meant to be one of those and you've done the course. Yeah. <laughs> But I really don't know what to do with munpets. Is it a puzzle or a mess? Uh, (laughs) No, it's a mess. (laughs) Okay. Well, puzzle, problem, or mess. Now, listeners, how it works is a puzzle, there's only one solution. 
mm-hmm. a problem there can be a few solutions but the problem can be solved a mess there are so many overlapping problems that every time you address one of the overlapping problems within the mess you just change the mess <laughs> so munpits are a mess okay mm. that could also be part of josh's drawing I half wonder, you know, you've, you've yeah, true. I half, <laughs> I half wonder whether in your your question about what we've done historically, did did Munpits live long enough that it was uh, no, much a problem? No, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, an awful <laughs> lot of them got killed in Russia mm. in the twenties and thirties. An awful lot of them got put down by Napoleon and the French army <laughs> in the seventeen nineties. Yeah, the reality is Munpets, by their very nature, don't realise they're doing something really effing stupid. Yeah, the natural selection for Munpets doesn't apply in our civilised or more... Well, the problem is now politically correct, where we think no one deserves to die and no (laughs) idea is worth killing for. We've forgotten that Munpets actually deserve to die and their ideas should be killed. At least See, that's metaphorically. The bad, that's at least the metaphorically. bad bit of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've no, got no, that out there. We'll now. just say it metaphorically. Metaphorically. <laughs> See, this is why I. See, I'm so much more civilized than I used to be. Yeah. Now I just want to exile them to a small island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All Where, the lefty munpits and the righty munpits mm. and the politically correct munpits. And we can do a reality TV show. We can call it Lord of the Lord of the Flies or Lord of the Munpits. Lord of the Munpits and. Just put some cameras out there. What a use! What a useful way to use Channel 10's resources. And the whole um, point is, every <laughs> time we do another series, we remove more of them from normal society. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So the um, simple rule is: if you can't self-regulate, you're going to Lord of the Muppets, series twenty-seven, the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Wow! Oh, I think the things. Man, have you seen Escape from New York? No. Oh, great Kurt Russell movie from the early 80s okay. where Manhattan's been turned into the biggest prison in the US oh. and they've just put a mass wall around it. Yeah. And if you've you know done anything where they don't want you back, they just put you in Manhattan. Mm. So any of you out there that have seen Escape from New York, imagine that, but that's where we send all the Munpets. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that isn't already where they self... Well, they may, they may already be doing self-selection. Self-selection. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You know, yeah, you're right. It's not clear that there's a solution to that because as we've talked about so many times on the podcast, it's not as if you can kind of shake them by the tail or by the strings. No. Yeah. Because they're going in both directions at once, Mm. which is why they're so exasperating. Mm. Because you can't soothe them because if you soothe them, the dogma comes out more. Mm. And if you confront them on the dogma, they just ramp up emotionally even more. Mm. So you're just stuffed either way. So it's almost you almost have to approach it on an individual psychology basis. What is it that pushes them to be this way? That seems yeah, and that's where I came up with the overdrive idea. Mm. You know, yesterday as I was thinking about today and doing the recording. Again, living in an apartment, I need good sound quality when I get my little lamp, mm. and I can't have that at high volume. So if I can't have high volume. What I need is an intense signal going into the amp to get the amp to make the best sound it can at low volume. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happened to people. Individual lives are not as tumultuous as they often used to be. Mm-hmm. But also, so many things are on the verge of too much or too horrible or just how do we deal? What do we do? Mm-hmm. That there are more small triggers cumulatively adding up to an overdrive towards either initially being a Muppet or a monkey, but in the end, creating Muppets. Mm. So be self aware. Emote, but you know, Thomas Sterner had a great question. You know, is an emotional response going to help in this situation? Matt, Max or Thomas? 
Uh, Thomas. He's a piano tuner and restorer by trade who wrote one, wrote one of the best little books on philosophy and mindfulness oh, I've cool. ever read. Oh, amazing. Okay. And he reads his own little audio book. Oh. Ooh, maybe we should try and reach out and get him on. That would be awesome. He sounded like, because again, we could talk about restoring pianos. That'd be cool. Yeah. It, it would just appeal on all fronts of the podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, his idea of, you know, you control the emotional not by trying to not be emotional, mm. but just going, you know, would an emotional response help in this situation? And I had a caveat, you know, put a comma after, or should I save emotion for something positive? Mm. And I've always found that's good. But again, that's a long sentence. Yeah. Whereas if I just think monkey, it's a lot faster to deal with. Yeah. Yep. And like I said, I'm not really sure how to theorize the, the Muppet side as well, because I'm so anti following any ideology in its full form mm. or anti, you know, I would accept a leader because I don't want to do it, mm. not because I want to follow them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there I need help to theorize that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you know any Muppets or Muppets or monkeys, the full spectrum, the full spectrum, full spectrum disorder. I'd lo- we'd love to uh, know your s- strategies for dealing with them. Write, write to us. Uh, yeah, or audio <laughs> clips. Yeah, or audio clips to the email in the description. <laughs> and if you just want to make monkey noises, yeah, or pretend strings are being pulled, that's kind of fun too. <laughs> we'll have to when it comes up on the podcast that we're talking about someone who's a muppet or a monkey. We'll have to get sound effects so that we can, you know, monkey alert. Like, <laughs> I'm sure we can do this. <laughs> well, we're about to have a U.S. election. Mm. Where one presidential candidate is a monkey mm. and one's a Muppet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Can and you work yeah, out which? <laughs> well, like, is that a fun way to end the podcast? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Lead into the next episode. Yeah. Well, uh, I do want to say that I hope that the audience doesn't walk away feeling like they're either a Muppet or a monkey. Because I would say, and I don't want to sound too self-righteous when I say this, that if you're listening to something like this which inevitably will be an attempt to expand your you're neither yeah you're you're a human constantly working on your self-awareness yeah and i my feeling is at least at least a third of the population probably half are just people who quietly try and manage the excesses of emotional over response and the excesses of surrendering their own reason and autonomy to following ideology or leaders most people but not everyone and the problem is reasonable people are reasonable and therefore easy to deal with so people who aren't reasonable and easy to deal with mm. that make our lives so difficult yeah and it's surprising because it's not, and not everyone is like that no yeah so we're lucky more often than not in our circle of friends we're dealing with people that's so nice to deal with mm. but then you step out of it a bit and you meet a muppet or a monkey or a mumpet yes here yeah. you go Bloody hell, my day just got so much harder. I want my guitar. And I want my overdrive pedal. And I want to play Holy War by Megadeth. <laughs> uh, that will be the outro. Uh, so, no, I can't, I can't not afford for the an, rights. Not, not for another year or so until I can play it. Yeah, yeah that would yeah, be cool. Fingers crossed. That would be cool. No promises, but I will try. All right, David, thank you very much for introducing me to uh, Muppets and Monkeys. Not literally, just in... Figuratively. Figuratively, yes. Did you want to talk about which of the two presidential candidates is what as part of this or leave it to the next one? No, I think the audience can wait till the next episode and we'll catch you then. All right. Hasta la vista, audience. Don't be a Muppet or a monkey. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. 
thank you to the Ozcast Network. Peace out.